0: This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. What was that, Joe? You busted your pants I open. I
1: busted my pants open.
0: Oh, nasty. And hey, guys, welcome to Park here for another week. I am your host, as always, Logan Swinkles. And with me with the busted pants and the still not uh, shaved playoff beard is Joe Jury. How are you going,
1: buddy? I'm good. Episode 21. Episode James Van Reemstike. <laughs> nice. No, hey, no, no. Not, a, not anymore. Old James Van Reemstike. Can you talk so that? Nope. Doesn't
0: seem like it. Yeah, no, that, that number's been retired now. But, um, Pakia is now old enough to be able to drink in the States. Number 21. If it were years. If, if we did an episode a year. We've
1: been <laughs> illegally drinking for 20 episodes already.
0: <laughs> yeah, imagine if we did this whole show drunk. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're right into the thick of the Stanley Cup finals now. Game three was yesterday. Um,. Man, I I know we talked about it. I think last week as well. But I just I got to go to Nashville for a game now.
1: That place looks absolutely insane. Um, we talked about yeah being in Toronto for the playoffs. That it's, looks nothing on.
0: So that's a whole another level.
1: That, yeah, from yesterday, man. Just the entire town is just a huge party. Like that street outside the rink. I think they had said they had like forty thousand people watching the game. Wow. Outside. Just getting drunk and and because the bars are like right across the road, all yeah. the bars and everyone.
0: That sounds like an awesome setup.
1: If only we had that here in New Zealand. No, we've got a shithole stadium in Mount Eden, and then no public which transport. Which is you're just surrounded
0: by <laughs> houses.
1: Um, <laughs> which they complain about if the game goes too late. Yeah, hey, that's
0: just New Zealand in general. We just fucking complain about anything. Um, so five-one for game three. Uh, predators finally won a game you know after losing game two pk said in in the media that there you know without a doubt that they were going to win game three um obviously he's showing a lot of confidence in his team there and his team backed him up by winning 5-1 in game three in nashville and uh i think he must be feeling pretty pretty good about that you know I wasn't. Uh, well, oh, I thought yeah. you were going to play some audio. No, no, that that'll be coming out. <laughs> that'll be
1: coming. Up. Yeah, he. Um, the thing. The thing I noticed though is that Nashville played basically exactly the same game as they played in games one and two, but they didn't get the terrible bounces. Uh, Pecorino wasn't shit, <laughs> uh, and they started to. And the Penguins' power play is just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, yeah, so I the, saw
0: the Penguins' power play were, uh, just so people know, it was 0 for 3 in that game. And the Preds' power play was 2 for 3. So that's not good.
1: Yeah, so it, like Penguins are basically lucky to have a 2 1 lead in the series. If everything kind of didn't go against the Predators, they could They could have a 2 1 lead or it could be 3 0 Nashville.
0: I would say I. I wouldn't agree with 3-0 Nashville, but I think, and I I think probably uh, most people in the hockey universe would agree to this, that the Predators are very unlucky that they didn't win game one. Mm. I I kind of feel like Nashville should be having a 2-1 lead here. And the Penguins have kind of just, you know, I think they've frustrated a lot of people with their their puck luck and the bounces that they've had. And, you know, that they were able to go into game three with a 2-0 lead and, you know, not lose at home. But now you've got uh, Bridgestone Arena kind of seems to be like this fortress for Nashville. Obviously, the fans must be a huge part of that. But, you know, you know, you talk about Pecorino not playing shit. Well, he obviously doesn't seem to play shit at all at home because his record in these playoffs are 8-1 and one with a goal against average of 1.49 and a save percentage of 9.49. So that's as far as elite numbers go. That's huge.
1: The only team to beat Nashville at home in the playoffs was Anaheim. Aww. <laughs> I'm holding on to that yeah, little... Yeah, you should. <laughs> just hold on to that little moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, what a, terrifying, what a terrifying place to play for an opposing team, especially if you're the goalie. That's-
0: oh. oh, you mean if you're Matt Murray? Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's hear what he would have heard. Cloness Auburn couldn't hold the puck in. Kessel with a stab at it, knocked the puck into the attacking zone. Malkin's in (laughs)
1: after (laughs) him.
0: That chant is—it's all your fault. If you couldn't hear it clearly, it is a wonderful atmosphere in this building. Hell yeah, wonderful atmosphere. Man, I wish I was there so badly. There's
1: a- nothing, um, nothing better than hearing a synchronized chirp with like 18,000 people all screaming at, at once.
0: Now, because that clip didn't have the whole chant... Uh, the whole chant was actually that's one that's two thank you Murray may we have another he shoots he scores you suck Murray 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 you suck it's all your fault <laughs> that was just I love how creative that is that's awesome it's almost like um you know like a European football kind of vibe
1: yeah it's it's what everyone's kind of been saying it feels like you're going to a soccer game and in, in um England or um you know uh France, France, Spain, France, Germany, yeah, yeah, some some really exciting um, atmosphere where people just don't stand there and say Auckland like we do here.
0: <laughs> or oh, sit down, yeah, sit down,
1: because uh, the the crowd stands the whole game basically. All I did the, see that all the lower bowl fans, because well, you, you can't really see the upper bowl, depends on the TV. But if you watch the game, all those fans in the lower bowl are standing the whole game, just cheering. There must be no baby boomers in Nashville.
0: <laughs> well, Music City, I think they know how to party quite clearly. Um, now, you mentioned, and I, I, we've got to give some props here to Joe. Uh, so, he's been writing uh, game wrap-ups for um, the ACC, and you know he, we've been posting them on the uh, Pike Gear Facebook and Twitter. Because we, we don't have a website, so I have to... No, now I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So, yeah, follow us on... Uh, at Pakeha Podcast, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Not bothering with Snapchat, to be fair. I just can't be fucked. I just, I'm all about Instagram stories these days. But yeah, we've been sharing them there, and I think you got to get a lot of credit for that headline, mate. You're ready for this. As soon as I read that, I was like, Yeah, how can you? How does that song not come into your head? You're ready for this. I was like, Dude, that was. I think that was your like crowning moment as far as a
1: sports blogger goes. That was my NHL headlines. Yeah, Moment. I know. I think they would have been jealous of that. I think Steve Dangle and that would have gone. Oh, um, that wouldn't have, he wouldn't they have guessed that. Yeah, they wouldn't have
0: guessed it. Speak, speaking of um, Dangle and obviously being in Nashville and wishing that we could go to Nashville, um, the whole the whole reason for the show that that we even really got the uh, motivation to start this was um, the Steve Dangle podcast. And we saw the old young producer, Jesse Blake, couldn't afford to go to Nashville. One of their fans did a whole thing like, oh, if the Predators make the Stanley Cup finals, you know, um, I'll get you tickets to the game. You just get here. And of course, Adam and Steve can make it, but oh poor Jesse, you know, being a millennial, he's, he's spending all his money on smashed avocados and, yeah, you know. Living in Liberty Village. Yeah, where all the millennials live. And, you know, any other cliche millennial bashing you want to throw in there, he's probably part of it. Uh, yeah, so he created a GoFundMe page and I thought, you know what, this is a, this is our little chance to sort of give thanks. So I, I chipped in like 30 Canadian uh, on our behalf and, you know, just left a note saying, hey, thanks guys, you know, you've sort of been an inspiration have a great time in Nashville. And of course, that our whole GoFundMe thing um, went crazy. I think he reached his goal of like 1,200 Canadian in less than two hours and then the money kept piling in because, well, hockey fans are just good people. And now the rest of the money is going to the Montreal Children's Hospital, which of course uh, PK Subban is aligned with, um, and that's just awesome that I think you know they'd use that extra money and not just get greedy because you could have got greedy and had for the oh, time you of your life in Nashville the money and
1: just got hammered in Nashville.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but instead, some kids are going to benefit from that, so uh, good on you, Jesse. Um, but yeah, one day got to get down to Nashville, man. Maybe I'm I'm sort of trying to figure out where... Sarah and I obviously we're going we're going back to LA and Toronto in November and we're trying to figure out where else we can go in that time. Cause we're going to be there for like three weeks and we're just waiting for the NHL schedule to come out. And I think when it comes out, we're going to sort of plan our trip, but got to get down to Nashville, maybe, maybe Vegas as well. Check out the Golden Knights.
1: Well, yeah, go see the Golden Knights yeah. and, uh, and then go to Nashville and thing about Nashville is like people criticize them for wearing those yellow, the mustard yellow jersey. I reckon they look awesome. They kind of look like team Sweden or, mm. The Southern Stampede.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose it actually is the same kind of colours as the uh, Southern Stampede or Sky City Stampede. Sky as, City Stampede. As, yeah, you keep.
1: <laughs> keep forgetting to <laughs> yes, mention. Do.
0: Um, yeah hey, We're not sponsored by Sky City, so. But if, if, if they, you want to sponsor yeah, a Sky City, so you know, please yeah, us um, head, us yeah,
1: head us up and hit the...
0: us up. There is a Sky City in Auckland, so, you know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, Nashville, mate, fucking as you see with the jerseys like it creates that kinda in the arena, you know, there's no the white out is pointless these days. Mm. But to have and a It's slightly racist. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and but to have a mustard yellow out that's uh, it looks pretty good. I noticed that they don't wear their blue jersey like the third jersey anymore, and of course next year no one has a third jersey.
1: No, it's interesting how they've ditched this. So does that mean that also Anaheim lose their horrific third jersey that they were wearing this year the orange yeah Either even though it's got n- the great logo on it the horrific orange sweater. i
0: okay i actually think because they started to play in that a lot more uh throughout the season you know sometimes with a third jersey you might play it play in it just a handful of times i think they play it in a lot obviously because I don't think it's to do with the colors. I think it's to do with the logo on the front, to mm. be honest. Uh, everyone loves their old... Uh, the Almighty Ducks the logo. Old, the Almighty Ducks Wild Wing logo. Um, I would not be surprised if that became their main jersey.
1: But not with the orange. The orange is horrific. You could keep the black, but
0: um, I think maybe keep the color scheme of the current home jersey. Yep. But just go back to the Almighty Ducks logo.
1: And have that D logo, the D wing foot logo whatever it is. On the shoulder pads. On the shoulder pads. Mm. So just switch it around because now at the moment they've got the Wild Wing logo with a circle around it. I think it says Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, uh, on the shoulder. Switch it around, put the put that beautiful Wild Wing logo on the front. You just get people laying down a block shots with their face for that logo.
0: Oh, dude, that <laughs> if that becomes a new jersey, and I think it was June twentieth is when um, Adidas was going to reveal the new jerseys. I think that one's going to be so popular. Now I read that there was going to be a whole bunch of teams getting minor adjustments to their jerseys or new jerseys. And um, I think up to at least 12 teams. And I think obviously one of the obvious ones is we'll see that Edmonton will now go to having orange as their home and getting rid of the blue, which
1: I don't know if I'm a fan uh, of. And the chat, tra- like the blue is getting darker as well. Hmm. It's going from there. Um, whatever blue it is now to a more Navy blue. Oh, that might be good for us
0: because right now we use orange and blue.
1: Yeah, we're running an Edmonton Oilers podcast. Yeah, it looks like an Edmonton
0: Oilers <laughs> podcast, but the whole idea of it was to take the Anaheim Ducks orange and the Toronto Maple Leafs blue. And of course, when you do that, people might either think that we're an Edmonton Oilers podcast or a New York Islanders podcast.
1: We also did have a, a blue and teal version, which looked like we were a Hartford Whalers <laughs> podcast.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember when we were trying to do like concepts and stuff. Um, (laughs) That That was 21 episodes ago. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's pretty crazy. We're like almost, almost halfway to a year, man. We're almost at syndication. We're a fifth of the way to syndication. What what do you mean by that? Syndication is when a TV show gets to like a hundred episodes and then it gets syndicated across like networks all around the world. And, just and it just gets repeated over and over and over again, like friends.
0: <laughs> wow. Imagine that.
1: And then you, we just make all the monies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> we're going to make all the monies making a, a hockey podcast down in Auckland, um, New Zealand. Now the thing with, keep coming back to Nashville here. We're talking about the catfish. Um. Well, I want to talk about the catfish. Now uh, my girlfriend actually asked me like, what was the whole, what was the deal with catfish? Like, and so we did a quick, what anyone would do is a quick Google to figure it out. And, you know, what did, what did we find? Did you get to read the article?
1: It all stems from old Detroit City. Copying copying the Red Wings, Just copying the Red Wings. Because there was a whole bunch of Red Wings fans that moved down to Nashville when the team first started up. And they basically just copied the old tradition of chucking an octopus on the ice. But I guess there's not many octopus in Nashville, so...
0: Well, I think Catfish would be like, it's kind of like what people are, what they're known for and not Catfish as in someone pretending to be a girl on the internet, um, but an actual Catfish.
1: Did you see the penguins got um, Neve from Catfish to game three? What? They, they got him in this. They How did I not see that? They had him on the um, in the crowd and they're like, we had to bring someone along to deal with all these Catfish. Oh, fuck. Fuck, that's brilliant. Which is pretty I get
0: good social media marketing. Yeah, I have to find that. Um, that's awesome. Now, I, I saw one great... Qu- when we were looking this up, trying to um, discover the origin story of it. Now, it, it stems back from 2002 um, when the Red Wings were in town playing the Predators. A fan decided to toss a catfish on the ice. Crowd went crazy. Nashville ended up winning the game. And I guess the tradition was born from there. Now, there's an awesome quote in that. And one of the stadium workers said... Uh, you know they were tasked with cleaning up, and they said uh, said this about catfish: they are so gross, they're huge, they're heavy, they stink, and they leave this slimy trail on the ice. But hey, if it's good for the team, I guess we can deal with it. That's a good team player.
1: What well, he is? He's a he's a real team player because. That one that they threw on the ice in Pittsburgh. Did you hear the story about that? How the guy to flatten it down he had to drive over his car with it four times.
0: Yeah, and so it was vacuum it just sealed and exploded. And it, when it hit the ice, I mean, yeah, it exploded. <laughs> it looked disgusting. Versus the one in Nashville, obviously taken from a seafood market nearby, uh, and it, it looked <laughs> it looked like a healthier specimen of catfish. That's for sure.
1: The one that there was one shot of uh, Mark Lundroth blurry stick handling a catfish and shooting it off the ice in the warm ups
0: <laughs> now that's the thing is um, apparently uh, unlike maybe Detroit where you could expect octopus anytime Nashville they're like you know what fuck this so I'm not going to carry a, a smelly stinky catfish on my back for the whole game and so typically they get thrown during the pregame um, like like you know, around the end of the anthem. Because, uh, yeah, who wants to deal with that all game long? But apparently, you know, some people don't mind it and they'll wait until Nashville score or win and then that's when they'll throw it. So that is a huge commitment to the cause there. Uh, but typically you'd think, okay, how do they sneak that into the stadium? And, well, basically it sounds like national security kind of turned a blind eye um, due to loyalty of the team. So good on you.
1: Yeah, they were giving out free catfish if you turned up at a place with your ticket. I heard about that. Yeah Which is genius
0: (laughs) So I'm surprised There wasn't more
1: (laughs) Pittsburgh What Pittsburgh Need to do now Is bring out some The Pramante brothers Need to bring out Some catfish sandwich Oh Throwing sandwiches On the ice Well no Just for people to eat Uh, Ah okay I was gonna say I mean cause Sandwiches wouldn't fly very
0: No but that was the whole thing Remember a couple of years ago Andrew Hammond And the Ottawa Senators And people were uh, Throwing cheeseburgers Yeah Throwing like cheeseburgers And hamburgers From McDonald's Onto the ice
1: (laughs) And Curtis Lazar ate one off the ice.
0: I mean, I probably would too. <laughs> if the camera's on you, man, you get some screen time. Um, but yeah, the uh, this has been, I think, probably in recent memory, this has got to be one of the most exciting Stanley Cup finals in, in a while. Just you know, you've got a you've got the Penguins who you kind of you know what they are, and then you've got Nashville who you don't really know what they are. And the You know This is the first time For Nashville In their franchise history To be making the finals Their fans are going crazy And as you said In your article It's a Gary Bettman Wet dream It is
1: Gary Bettman's waking up Every morning Having to clean his sheets After seeing (laughs) (laughs) After seeing Nashville In the finals here Like Sorry about that graphic uh, description. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those, those Sunbelt expansion teams that he kept harping on about. They were going to move to Hamilton at some point, um, but the team stayed there, and now they're basically the, the poster child for uh, fandom in, in hockey and in the States and are probably the best case to get hockey anywhere above the .00 mark of media in, the, in America. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I mean, hey, if you get ESPN talking about it, you must be doing something, right?
1: Yeah, P.K. Subban with his E16, you've, you've seen it, I've seen it, uh, it was pretty good it, for the kind of, the ho- I guess it was for a hockey fan, not a lot of things that we didn't really know
0: No, I think it was more, and I think it was obviously more built towards ESPN's audience who largely may not follow hockey as religiously as, um, you know, say we might uh, you know, someone who's typically more of a, a basketball or football aficionado. Um, so it kind of gave the backstory of PK and, you know, the whole the whole story around the big trader during the season, um, during the off season between Montreal and Nashville, and just sort of seeing where they are now and showing his personality and his flair and his love for suits and everything. But of course, if you have seen any of the like HBO 24 sevens or the, um, epics like all access, uh, ones, no, not, uh, the ones for Showtime, sorry, all access. You would have, you would have seen this already. So it's nothing new really for a hockey fan, but it's, it's still a good watch. You know, there's some really nice, uh, interviews with his dad, Carl Suban as well. I think those are my favorite parts actually. He's getting to hear more from his dad.
1: Yeah. And like going into his, his history of growing up and, and playing, um, midget hockey with, Stephen Stamkos, I know. There's that cute little photo That's, of him? Together. Okay,
0: that it was one thing that kind of
1: um, they didn't even go into. Like they went, no. played in an all-star and played in a great midget hockey team, and they showed the picture of Stamkos, but didn't touch on it. I don't. I thought that was weird. So did I. I had the
0: exact same reaction. Um, you could tell straight away that if you're a hockey fan, you were like, "That's Stephen Stamkos," mm. and yeah, ESPN just <laughs> did not touch on it at all. Didn't mention who he played with in that team, which yeah, kind of weird. But I guess. Uh, Again, I think that whole thing was more targeted towards ESPN's, you know, core audience. So they're probably not even going to know who Steven Stamkos is, unless they're in Tampa or Canadian, Um, which of course, if you're Canadian, you're probably not seeing it. Um, Except I think they showed it on TSN, but still, you know, there was was definitely things I would have done differently, but it was a good watch. And we did share it on um, our Facebook page. So if you haven't seen it yet, um, go check it out. It was a, I mean... Spirit side 20 minutes and you know it's a good watch I think you'll enjoy it now of course the next game game 4 is um, tomorrow actually Tuesday th-
1: thank god there's a quick turnaround I can take another 2 days
0: 3 days mate yeah, three, 3 days, days hockey games. is bullshit especially when you've got the NBA final starting
1: as well and you have to deal with all that crap like yeah the, finally the NBA finals started <laughs> they should have started in October I know like,
0: as we said before just cancel the season and you know, or pretty much, just seemed like every uh, basketball analyst was picking that final. I think probably every fan was picking that final,
1: and you know, it took us this fucking long to get to it. Um, and then a massive shitter of a game one. Mm. So just come on over, come on over to the hockey. They're chucking catfish. They're chucking um, massive. Uh, abuse at opposing team goalies. <laughs> the players hits. are trying to slash fans in the crowd. It's, it's
0: yeah, I, you showed me that before. So uh, someone threw one of the um, towels, like the Nashville towels, at Malkin, and Malkin <laughs> pretended to throw his stick back at him.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was a very, he was a very angry Russian man, Malkin. I wouldn't fuck with Malkin. To be fair, no. No, and, and Crosby was getting angry at the end of the game saying that PK Subban's breath stinks. Yeah,
0: now I've got that clip. Well, allegedly um Crosby said that and this this was PK's reaction uh after the game.
1: exchange was at the end of the game? Yeah, you know, I've done two interviews already and, and I said the same thing in the other two. I said uh,
0: you know, usually when guys, you know, chirp after a game or during the game, it's usually about your game or something personal, but Um, You know, he went on to tell me that my breath smelled bad, and I really don't understand why, because I used Listerine before the game, so I thought my breath smelled great, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're just going to take the win and move on. Best atmosphere I've ever played in. I mean, it's pretty spectacular, so anybody that played the price of admission today to watch the game,
1: I'm sure it was money well spent for them. Now,
0: did Crosby actually say that?
1: He has come out today to say he did not say that, and P.K. Subban made it up, and... Has a history of making things up. That's what he likes to do, (laughs) apparently.
0: Now, see, I would not put that past PK. A, maybe he's looking for a Listerine sponsorship. Mm -hmm. And two, he's just, he's a pro. He's giving the media what they want, he's giving them a storyline. It doesn't, in hockey, the narratives don't always have to be true. But, you know, it's just, you know, it's a bit of, it's a bit of fun. Like it's not always factually correct.
1: One other theory I heard was that it is a throwback to Pierre Maguire's interview with Phil Kessel last year. The breath interview last year when Pierre (laughs) asked him, how's your breath, Phil? And he thought he was talking about that his breath stunk. He went, it's not good, eh? And he was actually just asking him if he was tired. Right. (laughs) So maybe maybe PK's done a massive callback joke to a whole year ago.
0: If so, I mean that's he's playing the long con there. That's pretty good. Um I want to play one more final um interview from after the last game. Now this I had to get Joe's permission to play this one because after after you might have heard last week's episode um where Yakim <laughs> and I would talk about James Neal <coughs> and that's what we would get from Joe. So this is uh, Scott Ope from Sportsnet talking to James Mill after game three.
1: James, Joe played the Penguins in game number one and for long stretches in game two and still came home down two nothing. Does tonight feel like a just reward? Yeah, it does. I think, you know, we we played some good hockey in those first two games, like you said, and then just a couple little breakdowns and uh, they jumped all over us and it was in the back of the net. So it was a good job of limiting that tonight. What did you think of Pekka Rene's bounce back game? Yeah, Pex, is, PEX has been great all year. I mean, a, a couple tough ones in uh, in uh, Pittsburgh went in, but it's on us too. We, we got to help them out a little bit. We we're flying zones, and uh, I thought we did a better job on our own end tonight. Finally, the atmosphere in Nashville, both inside and outside the buildings, a major story here. Did the millions of people watching on TV tonight see the Nashville fans and the Bridgestone Arena at its best? Yeah, they did. Uh, it's been like that all playoffs, and it's just got ramped up more and more as we went on. So uh, it's really a special place to play. And uh, As you saw outside and the energy uh, building up to the game, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Thanks, James. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks, James. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> now, uh, again, um, obviously, I think this has been the big storyline for the Stanley Cup Finals is just the reaction Um of And then the whole atmosphere and everything in Nashville, this has been this big storyline um, of the finals, just kind of seeing what a success having this expansion team is. And I guess probably the other expansion teams like Florida and, you know, Tampa are looking at this and they're like, you know, it could be us, you know, one day that'll be us. And I mean, th- those teams are not far off.
1: No, I, th- I think Tampa's pretty close. They had a couple of that good run couple of years ago Mm. we have won a cup florida well who knows what's going on with them they are a pretty mickey mouse organization firing their coaches and giving them cabs (laughs) uh, afterwards um but yeah i guess it's if anything you're if you're the the vegas golden knights or the vgks as they're now known as (laughs) uh you would look at how nashville have done it and embrace it for how you're going to do things next year.
0: Yeah, no, I saw, um, you know, because you, a couple of weeks ago, you sort of decided to do a whole hot take on um, Ovechkin getting traded. And we mentioned that, hey, maybe George McPhee might want to come, you know, team back up with him. And he has now since come out and said, probably after listening to this podcast and said, no, that will just, that's not going to happen. So uh, Vegas are out. But I, uh, there was an interesting article. Um, you know, <laughs> we could have been ripping on ESPN here a little bit, but I, I actually have to commend them for, despite the fact that they didn't fire Barry Melrose uh, when they did their cuts, um, that would have been the first one on the chopping block for me. Uh, they actually have been doing some pretty good coverage. Now, of course, a lot of that probably um, stems from. You know Scott Burnside, uh, because you know what does Barry do? Um, but there was an interesting one where they talked about uh, possible suitors for Alex, and they mentioned either the Dallas Stars, the Calgary Flames, the Florida Panthers, the Buffalo Sabers, or the Golden Knights. And of course, you know, the Golden Knights are now out. But can you imagine him being in Florida? He would, um... especially him and imagine him and like Yaga playing together.
1: Oh yeah, wow! Well, so much grey here. That'd be the grey line Just get some um, really young guy They'd have to put a rookie in the middle Just so that the age wouldn't go over 150
0: Yeah, they'd just put like Huberto or something in there <laughs> I, I would like that, but yeah, I don't, I mean I just, you know, we're, jo- we're kind of joking here We're not being that serious on it I don't really see Ovi leaving
1: But how is it after that podcast that we did of making up that crazy hot take of him getting traded. I listened to about four different radio shows and podcasts who all came up with the same thing. What if they trade Ovi? What happens if they trade Ovi? Like and a week after us. Yeah. And then the Capitals GM came out and said, look, he's a big part of our team. He's, you know, our captain. If a hockey deal came along.
0: <laughs> a hockey
1: deal. We I made that too. Isn't everything? you You're in <laughs> hockey. You play hockey. Isn't everything a hockey deal? You're not in food wastage (laughs) It's not a food uh, distribution deal
0: It's it's not like a game of Pokemon And you're training Pokemon here, you know Um, Yeah, are we somehow having more influence On the hockey world than we even realise?
1: I think so We're getting Jesse Blake to Nashville We're starting Ovechkin for Kovalchuk Rumours We're, you know We're changing the Anaheim Ducks logo (laughs)
0: that'll be the next one
1: (laughs) if that if that comes out we need to we need to clip this and send it to the internets and say we called it
0: or to chris Creamer of um the sports logo website and be like look, yeah we predicted it um there was okay i want (laughs) to there's one thing i wanted to touch on um because i noticed in the, in the third period of game three um, when Crosby and Malkin were uh, in the penalty box together the Nashville fans behind them were just cracking me up absolutely paying them out now I wish I could lip read <laughs> I wish I could even just hear what they were saying but um, apparently Don Cherry is very good at lip reading so maybe he can tell us on the next Coach's Corner what they were saying um, But extra- please because he has
1: such great insight oh he does <laughs> It was really Go awkward. I
0: really going to see.
1: It. Okay, I'll fill in time. But I'll, I'll just say that that clip of them sitting in the in the penalty box. Um, if you watch it again, and when you're watching it, if you think about Malkin farting, you'll never be able to watch it ever again. Interesting. Without thinking that he's doing a fart.
0: I mean, it was probably a good place to do it. Really, he probably did it there. Cause he, uh, and then you know Crosby shows up and he's like, oh shit, so sad.
1: Yeah. Crosby moves away. There's a um, credit to Dave Lozo for that. He says, watch it. And it looks like he farts. And he moves up, gets off his seat a bit, and then Crosby shuffles down the side of the penalty bench. (laughs) 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 It's classic. So Crosby's getting people farting on him. He's getting bad breath from PK. Now I want to.
0: Now we're talking about Don Cherry and stuff. I want to kind of get into like an NZHL fantasy world here. Um, You know, imagine if the this was the NZHL, and um, you brought up the idea of you know if if NZHL teams sort of copied the whole throwing the octopus or the uh, catfish, Mm -hmm. what would the what would NZHL fans do for their team to kind of you know get into do something to inspire their team and, you know, get them to win. What do you think those fans would throw on the ice? Do you have any ideas?
1: Uh, I had a couple. So these were my initial first thoughts. Uh, the Sky City Sky City Stampede would throw Kias. Kias? Yep. Dead Kias. Oh, <laughs> that they'd get from the Crown Range.
0: I'm going to say no <laughs> to that one.
1: Uh, the Dunedin Thunder would throw little space bottles or little d de- little dead um blue-eyed penguins
0: <laughs> dude are you are just <laughs> literally trying to piss off any conservationists aren't you and it
1: continues the the Canterbury red devils would throw poo because there's so many of those poo around on the motorway um the admirals would throw they go down to people would go down to the um the Western Springs lakes and grab all the eels.
0: It's oh, so gross.
1: And throw the eels on the ice. I could actually see that one. <laughs> I could see the, uh, the super fans from the admirals like Jeremy and those dudes going down <laughs> to... This is not... We're not telling you to do this. We are not telling you to do this. so disgusting. But we could see you guys doing this. Uh, and then the swarm would throw... I reckon they would throw... It's got to be something from like Mission Bay or something.
0: What do they have there? You can't, you can't really throw like the like the rocks and stuff from Mission Bay because it's going to destroy the ice.
1: Oh no no! no. They would go to um, they would go to Kelly Tolson's. <laughs> and just get <laughs> grab, grab a starfish or something. Yeah, grab a little um starfish <laughs> or a um st- stingray. <laughs>
0: Uh, see now the thing here is I think that most New Zealanders Would probably be Really against Throwing dead fish Or dead animals onto the ice Especially um, Something like a kia I, I couldn't stand for that I love the kia Keir. Well if it's
1: already dead <sighs> Yeah but then you gotta Ask the question Where are you getting All these dead kias from Maybe some Tourists have run them over In their cars On the Crown range Hmm,
0: maybe, but still, um, I think we could find maybe some more creative ways, maybe for the Stampede, Sky City could come up with something, maybe they, I don't know, Poker Chips or something. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the Red Devils, I don't know, um, maybe some uh, Pottles of Gravy from uh, Burgers and Beers.
1: <laughs> or some Suvalakis from Dimitri's. Mm. yes was it you that told me about that oh you next time we're in christchurch we're going to dimitri super yeah, lucky it is
0: i think someone else told me that if i ever go there it ruins um kebab shops everywhere
1: yeah you'll never you'll never ever be able to have a kebab ever again
0: hmm. although pretty much whenever i go to christchurch um to cover the red devils games i basically just <laughs> my only meals were um Add burgers and beers Because like I just love their chips And gravy It's so damn good But yeah Some kind of food thing I think maybe um, Or Yeah Throw some burgers On the ice <laughs> I
1: wonder what Canterbury You could probably Throw some um, Could throw some Like logs of wood
0: Again <laughs> destroy the ice um i i think the the one that i really like there is the admirals uh throwing the eels because eels it probably i think they've got to be some kind of cl- relation to catfish they're slimy they're gross yeah just
1: not into it uh one out of five is not bad yeah it's kind of my career
0: <laughs> there's your there's <laughs> your batting average yeah. yeah uh now the other thing was <laughs> While we were watching, um, uh, when Sarah and I were watching the hockey the other day, she said to me, you know what, you could very easily fall down the pattern of being the Don Cherry of the NZ Show." <laughs> and which I and which I then replied by saying hey you know look at the uh the academy red devils there they skate they come skating out in that giant red devil head who do they think they are they're trying to copy the centers like shucks, you know Uh like you know just some kind of rant like that and I was <laughs> and she was like see what I mean <laughs>
1: we should do that we should do a um, um, um coach's corner <laughs> coach's I, uh, <laughs> coach in zid's corner get an get a z into it somehow or could going just call it NZ NZIHL edition and just use one of his ones. And
0: just wait for NBC, uh, CBC to come after us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great exposure for the podcast. It would. Uh, maybe there would be a good, I was thinking cause we pitched the idea on our Facebook page of doing live podcasts. And I think for that to work, we, we wouldn't take breaks in the intermission. We could maybe haul in like, um, like an animals player up uh, at intermission and do that awkward, like, you know, <laughs> the intermission where they're like, "Yeah, um, yeah," and I'll just I'll give you a couple of words, and you, yeah, yeah got to go back to the uh, yeah locker room. Bye, thanks. The, um, the pucks in deep interview. Yeah, <laughs> pucks in deep, pucks in Out, That's what it's all about. And then we'll we'll kill the rest of the time by doing our own coach's corner where I just talk over the top of you, you try and be the sensible one and I'll just spit out some hot takes.
1: I say we're going to throw to a clip and you say, we're not going to throw to that clip, we're going to throw to another clip. What clip? Uh, this is a radio show. There's no video here. What are you talking about, Joe? Exactly. So <laughs> you you teed it all up before beforehand. You told us to go to these clips.
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did, man. I'm just getting old older my age. Um, yeah. I still think we should uh, figure out the whole live podcast thing, although I think it's going to have to work around the uh, Lions tour because despite the fact that we are a hockey podcast and we try to ignore the fact that rugby exists most of the time. uh, It's going to be
1: very hard for the next five, six weeks.
0: Yes, while the British and Irish Lions are in the country because, well, what are you doing with your job with ACC? So
1: you're traveling around the country? Yeah, we're going to live broadcasts. We're going to commentate the games without actually being at the games. So So are you just
0: watching it like on Sky in the hotel room or?
1: No, we're going to pubs in the towns and then people can come to the pub and watch the game with the ACC commentary within the pub. That's pretty cool. And it will also be on iHeartRadio and broadcast on Hodeki as well.
0: Nice. Um, Now, tomorrow is actually my last day at News Hub. And then I start at Crowd as well the following day. So I don't actually know yet what my role is around the Lions Tour, but I'll probably be around too. And I realize it's actually going to probably be a bit hard to do podcasts as well for the next while. I'm sure we'll figure out a way around it. it. Maybe we'll do it on the phone or something. But, um, yeah, I think while the Lions Tour is on, we probably won't do the live podcasts, but... I definitely am really keen to get on it if, say, early predictions are true and it's the Admiral Stampede final.
1: Mm, yes.
0: That'd be, that'd be an awesome time to do live podcast try them out.
1: There'll be eels getting chucked on the ice. <laughs> There'll be- um,
0: And you know Punchy doing the, um, doing, being the uh,
1: in-game <laughs> announcer. Oh, he'll be all about that. <laughs> oh, wow. He'll tailgate outside. With, like, eels on a barbecue. I This is a thing. I reckon we could definitely get this going. There could be barbecued there, eels outside the rink in Avondale.
0: There is a shop. There is a fish shop in Avondale. Because I, I used to live in Waterview when I first moved to Auckland. And so I'd walk down to the Avondale shops. Um, because Green Jay Takeaway do amazing fried chicken. And there was this, yeah, a fish shop. And you know how they, they have the display on the window? And they have eel there. And they have it cut open so you see that like the in, like you don't see the head, you see the inside of the eel. Oh, it's just, I don't think I've seen anything grosser. It's just like this little circular thing of meat. Um, so you probably could if you don't want to go down to, um, if you don't want to go down to Western Springs and catch a live one and probably freak out all the kids down there, um, there'll be a fish shop uh, nearby the rink where you could do it. Um, so if that does happen, um, you can
1: purely blame Joe for that one. So that is Saturday, the 17th of June, when the Canterbury Red Devils <laughs> come to town. What? gives you two weeks to try and source your eel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, speaking of, okay, so the upcoming games for the NCAA, now there was, um, it's Queen's birthday weekend, long weekend, and, well, Skate of Origin didn't happen. It got cancelled. Hopefully it's back next year, but um, we've got round two coming up and we've finally got the uh, Dunedin Thunder getting into action. They'll be playing the Admirals (laughs) down in Dunedin. Uh, It's going to be a... Both both games are 440... Puck Drops uh, down at the Dunedin Ice uh, Stadium. So if you're in the area, if you're in South Dunedin, if maybe you're a scarfie or something, go down and have a good time. I know last year they were try- they were getting, um, you talked about tailgate parties. Mm. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to do that again this year, but if they are, they should. I think it's an awesome idea to try to get the atmosphere going. And the other matchup is the Red Devils are up here in Auckland playing the Botany Swarm at the Paradise uh, Botany Downs rink. Um, puck up is 4.55, both days, Saturday and Sunday. Now, obviously, the Swarm are going to be looking for a little bit of redemption after uh, round one. So who do you who do you think's going to take that one out? Because obviously uh, the Red Devils are looking for some redemption yeah, they are, too. Yeah, they're looking
1: it's a, um, it's a redemption round. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. The Swarm will definitely be smarting from that ass whooping they got, and um, so I would probably I'd probably pick them. Just to remind them
0: one more time, it's fourteen now.
1: Yeah, so I would remind they yeah they they're going to come back, and the Red Devils. Um, Speaking to somebody well, a couple weeks ago, they said that their team's pretty new, pretty young guys on their team as well. So, can you identify the source? <laughs> <laughs> I will not um, reveal my sources. <laughs> um, so yeah, so could be a tough, tough ask for them. For their, um, I mean, they're starting two two games on the road, which is it's pretty hard. Yeah, two, I, two weekends in a row.
0: They don't actually. Actually, yeah, the red was a bit of a I hard know, the three, and then they're
1: away the next weekend after that.
0: Yeah, bit of a hard um, hard start to the season for Canterbury, uh, as you mentioned. Yeah, on the road for the for their first three rounds, they don't actually play at home until June twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Uh, so I, I know those those games get packed out, so that'll be a lot of fun for them and obviously for the Canterbury fans who are just waiting for the season to start at home. Um, good friend of mine, Cam Russell, who li- sometimes listens to the podcast, used to work at uh, New Sub Sport. He now works for, uh, I think he works for stuff and he's down in Christchurch. So he- I know he was keen to get down, get stuck into watching the Red Devils play. Um, so that, that'll, that'll be good. And um, yeah, I think, I make for our round two predictions here. I'm going to go with the Admirals sweeping the Thunder.
1: Mm-hmm. I I agree with that, seven.
0: And I think Red Devils and Swarm, I reckon they must split. split. Yeah. yeah, I reckon there'll be a split there. Um, I think maybe I think the Red Devils would take game one
1: though. And then the Swarm will come back on the Sunday.
0: Yeah. Uh, so as it stands with the. Um, with the, uh, it's kind of pointless looking at the, um, standings right now after week one, but the admirals are at the top, uh, with six points. The stampede also have six points. They, they swept, uh, both swept their opening rounds, but the, uh, difference there is the gold differential with, uh, the admirals being plus 18 and the stampede being plus eight. Um, now that's, that's, only week one and you've got the red devils in third, the swarm in fourth and thunder last. They haven't played yet. um, That could obviously drastically change, um, only being week one. You know, this is still, anyone is still in it, only being the first week. And I do hope that the Swarm didn't take um, that first round too much to heart and they kind of pick things up and sort of like reboot their campaign for the season. Um, So I think, yeah, I I definitely think there'll be a split there in that first week and the Red Devils should probably watch out because I think the Swarm are going to come out swinging. In that first game, but ultimately, I think the Red Devils win game one, and I think the Swarm win game two. Um, but yeah, I think we should probably we should probably wrap the show up. But first, um, you've got a Uber horror story that I think everyone needs to
1: hear is this from the this is when you were, oh, tr- this yes. is when you were trying right.
0: to um, now this is the thing with Joe I'll message him and see if he's watching the game or not and he'll be like no nah, no nah, I'm gonna watch it after work so he has to avoid basically all social media which is hard for him because his job
1: revolves that is around, my job.
0: yeah it revolves around social media uh, but he has to ignore hockey Twitter until he gets home and so this this story revolves around, was it game seven? It was game
1: seven. Game seven, Ottawa Pens. Yeah. Um, I had people coming into the office uh, during and after the game saying, what a game. Oh, man, what a game. And I just p- keep saying to them, look, I'm going to watch it when I get home. Please don't tell me anything. And they're like, text me when you finish watching it. Like, obviously, they were super excited about it. So... Seven o'clock comes around. I'm about to hit home. Uh, My girlfriend is out on work drinks getting hammered. So, I know I've got like the house to myself. I can relax and drink a few beers by myself, which sounds really depressing. But um, (laughs) sometimes sometimes
0: a guy just wants to watch hockey games by himself.
1: Exactly. And so, you know, I can just turn it up loud and watch and... um, really get into it. And so I get, I order my Uber. I'm getting in the Uber. I'm wearing my Blue Jays hat, which I got in Toronto, get into the Uber. And the guy turns around and goes, Hey bud, how you going? And I go, Oh no. (laughs) I'm like, Oh good. Good. You're not from Canada. Are you? He goes, yeah, 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 I am. Um, Sorry, I apologize for the Canadian accent. He's like, so... Uh, that wasn't very Canadian. <laughs> where? What's your uh, Canadian geography like? Where is the capital of Canada? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Ottawa? It's like, yeah, right on, right on. I'm like, oh, no, this is... Of all the Ubers I could have got on the way home to go and watch a hockey game, I get in the only Uber that has a Ottawa driver. <laughs> So I get in, I'm like, oh, good, yeah, just going home to watch Game 7, you know, Game 7, just going home to watch it, just going home to watch it. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Um, and then I just, in that awkward kind of making conversation thing said, I went to Toronto um, a few months ago with my girlfriend for a holiday. Uh, went to, you know, went to the playoffs, Game 3, it was pretty crazy. He's like, "Oh yeah, 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 and, yeah." The Leafs—they had a, you know, they had a short run, but that city would have been pretty good. It's a lot better than losing in Game Seven on double overtime. <laughs> so oh. even did I you think, just
0: want to like smash your head against the window when he said that? I was like, "Great!"
1: Ah, oh, did they? Bugger. <laughs> and then just sat in silence for the rest of the trip.
0: Now, the key here is how many stars did you give him for that?
1: Now, this is normally I would have chucked a one star at him, but he was such a nice guy and he, we actually began talking as the trip went on about, about hockey and he has been living in New Zealand for about 19 years and his sons play hockey in Auckland. Did you
0: plug the podcast to him?
1: No, I didn't plug the podcast. Um. So he, yeah, he was a nice guy. Obviously, a hockey fan and a, and a expat Canadian. So I gave him five stars.
0: Good on you. Um, it's not really his. Well, kind of his fault, but really, I think he was just um you were in the wrong uber at the wrong time
1: <laughs> story of my life <laughs>
0: yeah uh i think that's a great uber horror story if um if you're listening uh we would love to hear your own if you um frequently take ubers like we do for work and whatnot um uh yeah hit us up on our on our social media either on twitter or our facebook maybe even instagram slide into our dms they're open Uh, at parkier podcast, you know, give us your horror stories and we'll share some of the best ones in a few weeks, maybe, um, just quickly, everyone go see wonder woman. Uh, it it came out in the week over the weekend, awesome movie, um, all about the, you know, the girl power and it's awesome to see like a strong, a really strong female lead character and also having, um, very talented director behind the camera as well. Uh, female director, Patty Jenkins running the whole show there, bloody great. Uh, movie of course we all love uh, to see movies that revolve around getting the you know german the german army getting their ass handed to them uh, in the in the war so it's kind of revolved around um the first world war first world war the great war um great watch and
1: you said it was the best dc movie since the dark knight rises
0: yeah absolutely and i i think Origin movies, um, you know, origin stories, uh, they're kind of hard to tell um, because fans, you know, like hardcore fans already know the origin. So they're going to judge you harshly on it. And but you also got to think of people who aren't, you know, hardcore fans and don't know the origin. That's kind of the whole point of the movie. And so you need to kind of find that balance when you tell the story now i think they did it quite well in this one one that i that always disappointed me was the um the not now there's this is confusing because there's been a few wolverine movies but x-men origins wolverine um that came out what was it like 2009
1: is that the one where he's living in the cabin in the yeah. woods oh man i i was so disappointed by that movie why did they make a sequel to that movie as well did they make, was the other one the japanese one was that an actual
0: sequel or was that the, I, th- I i'm not sure i i kind of get the feeling maybe a standalone so you're talking about the wolverine um i haven't seen that one yet and i haven't seen logan i probably should because you know it's, it's a movie named after me um i should watch it but yeah x-men origins wolverine yeah that was really disappointing but um wonder woman on the other hand very good movie so go see it um we're gonna end the show by playing the new single by the band caridian who the lead singer is the guy that actually designed all our um, logos and stuff uh diddy so hey bud and thanks thanks again for all, all that hard work you know all we paid him was um a bottle of gin for for all of that the constant changes that we were sending back all the I time. I know, we're, we're hard customers. Um, but this is their new single, Reflections, and we're Pakeha Podcast, and we'll see you next week. See ya! Puck Here. it's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favourite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pakeha Podcast. My